Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. I had two listener questions come up recently, and I thought that I could just roll them all into one show because I think that um, I don't need a full 20 minutes to answer both of these, but they're good questions. So I don't even know what I'm going to have to title this episode because they're very different questions. So maybe I'll just think of it as I go through the course of, of talking here. All right. First listener question came from Instagram. She wrote and said, could you do a mini cast about down there hair care? I have no clue how to manage mine. Absolutely. Let's, let's talk about that one. So I guess the first question that I have for this listener or anyone else down there that might have the same question, whether you're a male or a female and you're thinking about what to do about your pubic hair, first off, is this about what you want or is this about what your partner wants? Okay. Um, she didn't, she was not specific about whether or not this is something that she's been wanting to explore or, you know, changing, modifying whatever she's got down there, or if her partner has made some requests. So let's just explore both sides of that. So if you're pondering changing what you do with your pubic hair, because your partner has asked you, whether it's again, a male or a female, my next question is, what does it matter? What they think? Seriously, why, why do they think that they have input on what you do or don't do with your pubic hair? I've heard some excuses, certainly, whether it's from friends, clients, lovers, even who have talked about, you know, they do prefer that there's, they do prefer that there's less hair or even no hair. Uh, There's been a variety of reasons for that. So some of the things that come to mind for me are, well, smell. That one's been brought up before, certainly. And yeah, if it's the end of the day, pubic hair, doesn't matter if it's on a man or a woman, it holds body odor. That's just what hair does. So yeah, maybe you just need to hop in the shower real quick before you go down on your partner because otherwise it kind of smells like, you know, just sweaty gym sock. And I don't know, I think sweaty balls and sweaty vaginas smell the same exact thing to me. So that just, again, hey, we, they came from the same thing when, when we were forming a zygote. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, if smells a thing, just hop in the shower. No soap, just rinse off real quick. Do a little, you know, just rub it off with your hands, whatever. Just, yeah, soap's not great either when you're then going to go have oral sex. So just get the soap, just do a quick rinse. All good. All right, so some people will just say that it's simply their preference. They just like for things to be trimmed or they like for it to be bare or, well, I mean, that's good and all, but seriously, tell me why that's your preference. What is it about pubic hair being a certain way that makes you like what I've got going on more? I mean, really, if you help them break it down, a lot of your partners aren't going to actually care. But seriously, I mean, if it's to the point where someone says they're not interested in getting busy because you're not completely bare or 
they want you to have a full bush and that's their kind of like thing. Whatever. Take your take your wants and walk on down the street because if that's not what you want to do with your pubic hair, it's not about their opinion. And again, is this a want or is this a demand? You know, if they're demanding that you do it and they're withholding sex unless you do it, screw that. Their preference, their demands, it doesn't really matter. I don't really see any justifiable reason for why someone would not want to sleep with somebody simply because their the hair down there wasn't the way that they prefer it or like it or have had it in the past. You know, there's a lot of talk out there about how porn has really skewed people's perceptions of what women should be doing with their body hair. Both for men and for women, it's been showing us that, oh yeah, the vast majority of women out there are completely naked down there. No, we're not all running around being bald. Hey, there's a lot of women that absolutely love it. In fact, I've got this really awesome mug. Maybe that's what I'll post as a picture to go along with this episode. My vulva mug. Um, my goal is to have it in my office, you know, sitting there for people to see and when they're maybe feeling shameful about their body hair or their vulvas, I can show them the mug and say like, look, there's so much variety out there. There's so many options. Some women do like being completely bald down there. Some women like it in between. Some women like a full bush and there's so many options in between to do different things with your pubic hair. Men too. You can trim, you can buzz, you can shave, you can't. Guys certainly do wax too. There's a lot of options for body hair removal. We'll get into some of the specifics of that too. But really, at the end of the day, if someone's if someone's nagging you about your body hair, screw that. Move on. See ya. There's no reason to give into a demand from a partner about what you should be doing with your pubic hair. So again, back to that first question was, is, is this about you or your partner? So if this is about you, cool. There's so many options. Do first make sure that you're doing this because you want it, not because society is telling you or a friend has told you what you should do. I was actually having a networking coffee with someone recently and she said when she first became single, she was getting her eyebrows waxed and the gal told her, oh, well, if you're single and you're out there dating again, you should go ahead and get a bikini or a Brazilian wax because that's what guys like. I'm sorry. That made me just shake my head and go, that was incredibly, incredibly fucked up and insensitive. And again, who gives a shit what they think? I also told her that that was terrible sex advice because you're actually less susceptible to STIs if your pubic hair is left unbothered. If you've got razor burn, maybe a cut or nick from shaving, and you're exposed to something, you are more likely to catch that STI. Your skin is a protector, it's a barrier. Your pubic hair is a barrier, it's there for a reason. Sure, trim it up, but if you're dating, you're having sex with new partners, it may be best to just leave your pubic hair be. Again, make you less susceptible to STIs. I'm not trying to scare anybody with that. It's just fact. It's not about what anyone else likes. It's not about anyone else's opinion. It's not about what society is telling you or Cosmo or porn or anything like that. If you want to make changes, do it. Lots of options. So first off, of course, there's shaving. Just you got to use a fresh razor, but be careful. 
it's hard to get all the bits. Like you kind of got to practice and it's strange angles and it's, it's kind of a process. So, you know, you got to decide like how willing are you to kind of go through that every once in a while. Plus I recommend that you use really high quality shaving cream. Uh, and there's stuff I found at, I think you can get it at Ulta and some other stores. It's these bikini bump pads. Guys and gals, you can use these. Doesn't matter what gender you are. If you're shaving your pubic region, use these bikini bump pads because it will help prevent razor burn. You just gotta consistently use them in the days after you shave. Of course, there's creams. I think a lot of us kids of the 80s went through the nair phase uh, because that's what was all over TV and in our teen magazines. Um, I even one time had a friend in college who he lived in the all-male dorm next to me. Called me up one night and was like, hey, I need you to come over and help me out with something. So I head over there and get to his room and he's like, hey, close the door. So I close the door and as I turn around, there's a bottle heading towards me and I catch it. And it's a bottle of Nair. And I look up at him and he's turning around and pulling his shirt off and showing me his hairy ass back. I was like, what are we doing here? He's like, I really need you to Nair my back. I'm like, why? He's like, well, I, uh, I've got a date in a couple days with this girl and she doesn't like body hair. So could you just near my back for me? I'm like, bro, this is a terrible idea. This is an absolutely awful idea. And plus you're gonna have to make sure that when you go in and shower and get this off that you're really, really careful because this is gonna, this is gonna burn. It's gonna burn everything. Um, yeah, he wasn't prepared for that. So totally burned his asshole with, with Nair. So guys, this goes for you too. Don't be making choices based on what she wants because <laughs> that was a terrible idea. Um, you know, just if you're going to use creams, you've got to be really careful. Um, again, devote some time to doing it, but it's an option and it's cheap. Hey, then you can also go get a buzzer. I discovered the beauty of a buzzer with my, uh, first marriage. I, I don't know if he knew how much I used his clippers for my pubic hair, but fuck it. If he's listening to this now, he knows. Uh, yeah, that was a fun day when I finally had to go buy my own buzzer set for myself after we split because, uh, the, the guy at CVS was incredibly helpful in helping me pick out a gift for my husband. Yeah, it was much appreciated. But yeah, buzzer's great. Maybe you don't want to completely, you know, go all the way down to the skin. There's options with those, uh, the thing that's got the guard on it, you know, the, the one, two, three, four, whatever. Uh, I think it's called a guard. God, see, I don't even know the names for it. Guys, you'll have to help me out with that. Um, but yeah, the guard can be really helpful around the very delicate areas because you don't want to clip yourself, guys or gals. Yeah, be careful around your nuts, careful around your labia. And then there's two really expensive but permanent options, laser hair removal and electrolysis. Ouch, ouch. And you got to have some money for that. So, oh, and then there's waxing. Duh, almost completely forgot about that. Uh, I didn't discover the beauty of waxing until a couple of years ago. I went with a friend. I mean, I sat at her head. It wasn't like I was like looking at her vulva the whole time. Uh, but she didn't flinch one bit. And so I'm like, sure, maybe I'll go ahead and do it. Holy shit, motherfuckers. That hurts. And I keep going back for it. <laughs> oh, I 
guess I am just a little bit of a sadist, but hey, you know what? In the middle of it, each time I'm thinking like, why the fuck am I doing this to myself? And then, you know, for the next two weeks, I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I'm doing this to myself because it feels great. Um, you don't have to do the whole thing. There's again, lots of options. You can talk to your esthetician and uh, decide what works best for you. It's about, you know, how often do you want to do it? You kind of have to get on a schedule. If you're, if you're wanting to do it, they recommend you, you get into like doing it regularly. Don't just, a one and done doesn't really do a whole lot for you. Um, and, and your skin can take a couple of times to get used to it. But again, there's, there's things that you can do to make sure that you get through it, like exfoliate really well before you go in for your waxing, exfoliate afterwards as well. It's not so much about using soap, just um, maybe just like a little, if you've got something that's a, with a microderm abrasion is kind of what I use for my, um, Face care, I use a little bit of that because it's just got a little bit of a diatomaceous earth in it. So again, just a little bit of exfoliation. Um, don't like scrub the crap out of the area. Just make sure that you're, you're um, helping make sure that the, the pores don't get clogged, you don't get ingrown hairs. I mean, that's what everyone's trying to avoid no matter what, if you're, or they're afraid of, you know, when you're thinking about removing your hair, you don't want stuff to happen. You don't want to end up with razor burn bunch of ingrown hairs, especially if you're prone to them in the past. Also talk to your esthetician about things you can do to make sure that you get through it a-okay. So I hope that helps answer your question. Um, again, I just think it, it doesn't really matter if you're dating or you're coupled. Do what you want to do. This is about your comfort, your time, your effort, your money, and you're the priority here, not the person that you're sleeping with or their opinion second listener question I had I actually I kind of want to read part of this email okay I feel like this was really my first piece of fan mail so pardon me while I'm just gonna read this off here hi Kristen first off I just wanted to say I'm a huge fan of your podcast your advice is super insightful but also never feels too sterile or clinical I love your perspective and you always have great guests oh thank you so much I'm going to kind of cut to the chase a little bit through some of this here. So the reason I'm writing is that I have been seeing this guy for a few weeks and it's one of those situations where we're vibing so well and pretty much everything seems perfect. Hilarious, tall, cute, kind dude. I thought this was really going to be it until we finally slept together. The chemistry was great at first, but when he took out his package, my heart sank. His dick is tiny. She put tiny in all caps, oh, like literally wine cork sized, a tic-tac dick. <laughs> I'm sorry, that did make me laugh out loud. I hope you're laughing out loud right now too in your car, on your headphones, whatever. To be fair, it got bigger when he got hard, but the problem is it still just doesn't satisfy me. We've had sex a few times since then, and I feel like a total bitch being tempted to end this with a great guy over this, but honestly... Sexual satisfaction is important in a relationship, and I don't think it's unreasonable to have preferences. At most, it's maybe three or four inches, but honestly, I've had much bigger in the past, and bigger just feels so much better to me. Oral is fine, and we've even tried using toys, but it just isn't the same without having the direct physical connection there. Thanks for reading, and thanks for being awesome. Appreciate your thoughts, on or off the podcast, and we'll definitely keep listening. Z. So, oh, that's a tough one. <clears throat> I'll give you, that is a tough one. 
I, you know, my, my, when I first read this email, my mind went to a few places and I actually waited a little while before doing this question on the podcast. Cause I did kind of want to, I wanted to think about this one because as I was trying to separate myself from the situation and thinking about you know, like the times I've had these experiences and, and I asked some friends about their opinions. And so Overall, here's just some some things to consider. And I try to think about a few different angles with this because, you know, when you're answering listener question, you're kind of going off some limited information. So, and, and who knows if Z is even with this guy still, but, you know, for anyone out there that might be in the same predicament, just here's kind of what I thought. Like, again, one, this is, this is a tough predicament. It is, it's a challenge. So just acknowledge that right there because, yeah, he's got all these qualities that make him an amazing human being. And isn't that all what we're looking for is to have a really great connection, but sex is part of a connection. And if you're not feeling satisfied, you know, either you're not going to find ways to be satisfied or you just got to do some more experimentation. So we'll talk about that too. So on the one hand, you know, you may have been spending your life being conditioned that penis and vagina or penis and ass I want to try to answer this from an approach that doesn't care what, what gender you are. I want to be really non-gender specific here because having a small penis can happen to any man. doesn't matter what their orientation is. So there's men and women out there who are in Z's predicament. While you may have spent your life being conditioned that penis and vagina or penis and ass is the only way to feel connected you know, maybe, maybe there is a possibility there's a little deprogramming that needs to happen there. Um, there's, there are so many ways to experience sexual satisfaction and orgasm with your partner that don't involve having a penis in a hole or that's in other holes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> only 20% of women experience orgasm from intercourse alone. They usually need stimulation of the clitoris to go along with it. However, studies also show that a, a sensation of fullness within the vagina helps to kind of push that orgasm along. So what I'm saying is keep it, there's a possibility that if you keep exploring, keep experimenting, find other things to do that have nothing to do with a penis and a pussy or an ass, you know, penis and mouth, penis and hand, uh, can Maybe you need to find some different toys. There's one toy out there that's really amazing for clitoral stimulation and could be utilized while you're having sex with him. It's called the womanizer. You can be in certain positions and have that on your clitoris while he's inside of you and have an entirely different kind of orgasm through that kind of play. So in that line of thinking, maybe just keep experimenting and find other things that bring you sexual gratification outside of having a penis in your vagina or your ass. I did also have a conversation recently with a friend and again, we were kind of talking about this topic because she had experienced this before where she went on dates with this guy, had a really great connection she felt like she was able to be really like, vulnerable with him and, and just super nice guy. And when they got in the bedroom, it just it did not work out. He was not very big. He didn't seem very experienced. 
uh, orgasm occurred quickly, all the things. And she was like, I felt like a complete jerk at the idea of breaking up with him just over this, because on every other level, we seem to have such a good connection. I guess it was kind of one of those, like, am I the asshole moments? I don't know if you've seen that on Twitter. There's a, a great page I follow um, that pulls posts from Reddit about am I the asshole? But is there a possibility, is there a possibility that there was a little bit of emotional manipulation going on there? That like he pulled you in on purpose so that you would feel like an asshole if you broke up with him after you had sex. Because if you had this great connection, everything was wonderful, and then you had sex and it sucked, and then you break up with him, well then the only reason you broke up with him is because of the bad sex. And, you know, in you know, three breaths ago, I'm telling you, like, you don't have to break up with somebody just because the sex is bad. Like, maybe you need to try more stuff. But also, there, you know, if the connection's not there, it's just not there. I guess what I'm saying about <clears throat> when it comes to exploring sexual connect sexual connectivity it is complicated it is nuanced sometimes people have terrible sex the first time they're together and then they start figuring each other's bodies out and each other's wants and likes and desires and all of a sudden it's amazing sometimes people have amazing sex the very first time and that's what hooks them like they didn't have a second thought about that person before but then they sleep together and they're like holy shit that was amazing i want to do that every day forever like it just, it's, it is complicated. I don't want any person to feel like they've got to stick around for somebody if they didn't enjoy the sex. Don't, don't just use the like emotional connection as the reason to stick around for very long. I mean, it, it's one thing to see if you can keep experimenting and trying new things to find some satisfaction in the bedroom together. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, be cautious that your partner is not using those emotional things. They're not pulling at your heartstrings to keep you around in, a, in something that you just don't find sexually gratifying. My advice is just strike the balance. Figure out, can you do something different or is this really just not going to work out? Again, I know it's tough, Z or anybody else that's in this situation. You got to do what's best for you. It's not about the other person. You can bow out gracefully. You know, it doesn't have to be about shaming the other person or making them feel bad. You know, it doesn't need to be part of the conversation. Uh, I mean, they may ask if it's about their abilities or about their penis size. I don't know that it's necessarily worth it to tell them yes. I mean, depending upon how old they are, they may have gone through that before. Just be kind, but do what you feel like you've got to do. And your intuition's probably telling you what you need to do. I did an episode previously about what yes and no feels like in your body. So have a listen to that one. Check in with your gut. See what it's telling you. But again, move forward with kindness and compassion for that other person while you do it. All right. That's all I got, folks. Thanks for listening to my minicast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. 
You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called the Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content, like my work with this podcast and other forms of media, by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.